Pelican Rapids. Come on, come on, let's go. Let's go. Locally owned and operated by Layton Broadcasting. Hey! Don't you wanna ride with me? The carpool. Good morning, everybody. This is the Morning Carpool Wave 1041 with Zeke and Mandy kicking off a new week. It's the 16th day of August. Now, officially past the halfway point in August, which I'm sure you're excited about. I'm a little bit frightened, actually. Kind of some some nice weather this this weekend. It was chilly a little bit last week, but now it feels like August again, and I'm thankful for that. I wasn't too thankful for it yesterday at the uh, the 89th annual Pint of Palm. I was getting a little. Uh, a little chafy walking around. Oh, gross. We don't need to know that. I'm sure I wasn't the only one. It was humid. I'm and just saying. It was humid and it was sticky and it was fun to be out there watching other people golf. It, it yeah. makes it makes me feel awful about myself watching other people of that caliber golf because they are so good. Yeah. And I can only golf like that in my dreams. <laughs> well, I, I totally, I can identify with... And living vicariously through other people. How's your weekend? Anything... Exciting happened? Um, exciting. Except Let's except see. what we're going to talk about next. Mr. Dog taking 49th place. I mean, I wouldn't call that exciting. It was riveting. But it was fun. It was riveting. It was a fun time. It was the Weeder Dog races in Vergas. Dodger did run in the races, and in case you missed how he did, well, it wasn't great. We'll talk about it next on The Wave. This is the Morning Carpool with Zeke and Mandy. So there I was at the Vergus ball field with 49 wieners. There you were. That's that's how you start a story. 49 wiener dogs in the wiener dog race at Vergus. Yep. And probably talking to Digger Anderson afterwards, he says close to probably 2,000 people cycled in and out of that, Woo! that spot. It was, it was a big crowd. It was a little bit hard to get up and, and see what was happening. Yeah. The wieners were hard to see. Yes, they were. My I hate it goodness. when that. I hate it when that happens. So here's what happened: is, is our dog Dodger, the wiener dog, of course, ran in the race on Saturday, got there, and uh, the thing about Dodger is he gets uh, kind of anxious pretty easily, whether he's left at home for 15, 20 minutes by himself, or when he sees friends and he wants to go make friends, and he tired himself out not from running. But by barking at other dogs and just making all kinds of weird noises that he wanted to go beat Yeah, friends. he was making like his weird, I don't know, it's, he it's was not like, really even a bark. He was like honking. Yes, you're right. <laughs> it is like a honk. It was an exhausted honk. Yeah. And it wasn't from, from running. So here was our strategy for the Wiener Dog Race this year. Is we, He's got a favorite toy. It's, uh, it's I'm, I'm not sure exactly what it's called, but growing up we called them rubber douches. And what you do with the rubber douche is you would stick it on the cow's udder and connect it to the to the milker. And that's what would help milk the cow. It's like a connector. Exactly. That's what it was. And we found that you can get four of them for 15 bucks at the old fleet farm. And they're made of a really thick rubber and the dog can't destroy it. And these things have lasted us forever. So we thought this year it'd be fun to bring Dodger's favorite toy, stick Esme at the finish line, and she would wave Dodger's favorite toy around. The problem was, Dodger is not the most observant dog in the world. No. Like he's for sure easily distracted. There are rabbits in our backyard sometimes, and they've learned that while they're back there, if kind of like in Jurassic Park with the T-Rex. If you don't move, it won't see you. Our dog will be walking around, making the rounds, and the rabbits will be frozen in their spot because they know if they don't move, Dodger won't notice them. He's a little oblivious. Yeah. 
But well, he's 10, and his eyesight is not <laughs> 20 20. Yeah, that's probably true. But know what he did see? What? He saw all of the children sitting on the ground by the fence behind us, and he knew that he could get some free scratches from these kids. <laughs> so, eight wiener dogs are lined up inside the pen. Digger shouts, ready, set, go. Everyone lets go of their wieners. Everyone's wieners race towards the finish line. Except one. Big, fat, brown Dodger, who immediately runs behind me after I let him go and goes to make friends with the kids. Yeah, he like went perpendicular to... And then he went all the way around the perimeter of the fence (laughs) and eventually got to the finish line. After I had already ran down there and was yelling at him to follow me. Yeah. And he was like, oh, yeah, we're supposed to be doing something else. Yep. He's uh, he's not exactly a competitor or a champion dog, but he's friendly. He's he the, would he's win the... people's the, champ. Yeah. He's yeah. The or the Miss Congeniality. Everyone was excited to see Dodger. Do you think it would have helped, though, if we had like a peanut butter treat and we let him smell it and then Esme backed up to the the spot with the peanut butter treat. Well, he was full. We stopped by Otter Coffee and Ice Cream before the race, and he proteined up. He got a pup cup before the He's race. He's never full. Yeah, that's probably true. I'm just saying, if he knew there was a snack, maybe he would have maybe gone. Maybe that'll be our strategy next year. Maybe. Is to, to lure him with treats, as long as he can see him down there. The kicker was, he did this uh, not once, but twice. You were guaranteed two races at the Wiener Dog Race in Vergas, and our genius dog... Went and made friends with the kids not once but twice. Therefore, finishing with the slowest time and earning the crown of the 49th fastest wiener dog in Ottertail County. No longer, the, no longer the 46th. He's dropped down a couple spots. But 49 wieners in one spot. That's a lot of wieners. It sure is. Big ones, small ones, hairy ones, spotted ones, wieners of all colors. I stole that from Digger. That was, yeah, you did. That was Digger's. But it's, it's still funny, right? I mean... This is the Morning Carpool with Zeke and Mandy. Did you ever watch uh, What If on Disney Plus yet? The new Marvel? No, I series? haven't. Do you want to watch it with me tonight? Is it good? I, I think you'll like it. It With, with the multiverse opening up, just a, a heads up, there's some serious nerd talk coming here hmm. on the Morning Carpool. Oh, I have something to add to that after. Nerd talk? Yeah. You better say it now because you'll forget. Uh, should I say it? Yeah, say it's, it now. It's a, um, a tangent, though. Oh, well, 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 okay, okay. Okay. So I was at work last night and uh, they like to call me the great Mandini. Yep. It's a joke. And I was like, oh, well, I always used to call myself Mandela in high school. Yeah, you did. You were a weirdo. I was um, not a weirdo. I was just creative. Emo. You were emo. I was a little emo. I wanted to be anyway. I don't know. But I, I would call myself Mandela from yep. time to time. And, uh, and my friend Corey said, well, that's too. It sounds too much like the Mandalorian. I don't. I don't like that. And well, I said, "Well, st- I was calling myself Mandala way before the Mandalorian." Funny came out. story. Uh, my phone auto corrects your name to Mando now. Really? Yeah. When I when I talk to my friends about Mandy, it, it, it corrects it to, well, they'll know to, who, to who Mando. M A N D O. And so then I said, or I said, yeah, I was calling myself that first, and he said. Uh, no, pretty sure the Mandalorian was around before we were born. And I said, no, it's a new show. He's like, uh-uh, Boba, Boba Fett was a Mandalorian, which I understand. He wears, he wears the Mandalorian armor. But was he called a Mandalorian yeah. in the first or, or whichever 
original was, movie. He was never called that in the film, but the planet Mandalore has always existed. But Mandalorian armor. Has it ever been uh, mentioned in the original no. movies? Well, no. therefore, it came into play later. Right? Yeah, before you were Mandala, because these happened a long time ago. Well, see, that's everyone where we were fighting, it, and that was our nerd was moment. Mandalorian Someone armor. was like, are you sure you want to get into an argument with some hardcore Star Wars nerds about this? And I was like, yes, I feel feisty tonight. I had a friend text me last night that said, um, Airbender is better than Star Wars. Airbender? What's that? I don't know. So I deleted his number. <laughs> we're not friends this anymore. This was a friend? It was. It used to be, but but, but now <laughs> he's, he's been not. disowned. So here's what we were going to talk about now that we're two and a half minutes into this talk set. I told you it was a tangent. We were going to talk about uh, Spider-Man, No Way Home, and just the amount of crazy conspiracies going on with this movie, because there is not a trailer yet. It, it drops in December, and usually Marvel is on the ball about dropping trailers. Like, we went to go see Black Widow, and we saw a trailer for... Uh, Seven Rings, and we saw a trailer for What If, I believe. And I think we may have seen a trailer for another one, too. But nothing for Spider-Man 3, which comes out around Christmas time. And so that's got fans thinking, what's going to happen? Because with the multiverse opening up, uh, it's already been confirmed that Alfred Molina is going to reprise his role as Dr. Octopus in the movie. He was in cool. Spider-Man 2, the Tobey Maguire one. Yeah. And so that's got other people thinking, what would happen if Willem Dafoe reprised his role as the Green Goblin? He's got to be old. From the first Spider-Man movie. Whoa. He was uh, at on, on a panel for some some comic book stuff. Video game. He, he's uh, voicing a character in a video game, because that's what he does, does on the side. A lot of voiceover work. And he was asked if he's going to appear in... No Way Home. No Way Home. And he gave kind of a cryptic answer. Well, yeah. I mean, he's not going to just say no. Because then where would the interest be? That's probably true. I, I can see why he didn't say no. But at the same time, if he's not... I mean, if anything, it's good for his career to tantalize us a little bit. Because people are, are talking about him? Yeah. He, he, he says he understands why he was asked the question. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it's not the first time he's been asked no. this question. But it, it may be something else to look for. Willem Dafoe, Green Goblin? Because I, I would say that Green Goblin was a better, a, a bigger villain in those films than Doc Ock was. Yeah, I agree. Green Goblin had a certain, like scariness factor that I just didn't get from Doc Ock. I feel like I never took Doc Ock seriously. I feel like all three of them were stories of redemption, though, because the way that that uh, Green Goblin ended up in the first one, then Doc Ock sacrificed himself, mm-hmm. and then Harvey in the third one, because there is no Spider-Man 3 with the awkward Tobey Maguire dancing in the black suit <laughs> without the Green Goblin in number one. Yeah, that's true. And then you have the Sandman character yeah. too who's kind of redemption got, story yeah well and that's why i like that trilogy so much wonder, it is very redemptive i wonder if anybody has asked james franco if he's gonna reprise his role because that would be the biggest surprise mm. of everything he's he's kind of flying under the radar right if james franco appears in the new spider-man 3 movie i think that'd be awesome the carpool Good morning, everybody. This is the Morning Carpool on Wave 104.1 with Zeke and Mandy waking up very refreshed today because our children 
are at Grandma's house. It's true. We've had no kids since Friday. Yes. And it's been glorious. Wait, Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. I got my days mixed up. Yeah. Oh, yeah after, the, after the wiener dog races, we right. took them to, to Grandma's house. Yes. And you're going to go get them today, and they're going to come back and eat all my snacks. I feel like, I mean, because you guys went through a 12-pack of oatmeal cream pies. I didn't have any of those. I just want to go on the record of saying there is no we in this situation. It was 100% me. Ooh. The kids didn't eat any? Nope. Gross. Yep. You ate 11 oatmeal cream pies then. You had one, didn't you? No, I found one in the bottom of the box. Please tell me I did not eat 11 of those jumbo... They're not jumbo. Super they're, they're pretty small, actually. No, they are not. They are not the small ones. They are the big ones with the extra big squirts of cream I filling I inside. Disagree. I disagree. They're ate, not super I, big. I ate 11 of them. I know what size they are. <laughs> they were the jumbo ones. Okay, okay, okay. How does that make you feel? Protein shakes for breakfast do me absolutely no good when I eat 11 jumbo oatmeal cream pies in the span of five days. So don't buy them again, honey. I bought them for you. That's the kicker, is you bought them for me. And now you're going to, yeah. I don't even like oatmeal cream pies. Then why were you eating them? <laughs> My goodness, they were man. There because they were there. That's the worst reason. That's the American reason. Oh, I don't know what to do with you. Call uh, Little Debbie and have them discontinue oatmeal cream pies. Or take away your credit card. Yeah, one of the two. Something. Don't make everybody else suffer because I have no self-control when it comes to oatmeal cream pies. But you're going to go get the kids later today. Yep. We got a, a, a nice little date night on Saturday night. Yep. Slash Sunday morning. Yeah, it was real late because we I out, worked late. We felt like 20-year-old kids... Again, no, we didn't. Until we saw what the other 20-year-old kids were doing. We'll talk about it next on Wave 104.1. Is the morning carpool with Zeke and Mandy. I know you're not ready to say this yet, but I'm ready to say it, and I'm ready to admit it, and I'm ready to embrace it, is we are old. No. See, I knew no, we're I not. I knew you'd fight me on this. We're not old. I knew you'd fight me on this. Don't I've, even. I've, I've met older people. I've partied with older people. Whoa, where are you partying? Um, at Detroit Mountain last Saturday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so here's what happened. is Last summer, I was supposed to DJ, because I do some, some DJing on the side for weddings and parties and stuff. If you're looking for a party DJ, message me. Slide my DMs. Is I was supposed to DJ the Detroit Lakes High School class of 2000's 20-year high school reunion last summer at the mountain which is a great spot for receptions and, and parties we found out by the way covid put the kibosh on that last year and so on saturday night it was rescheduled and we had a 21 year high school reunion for the detroit lakes high school class of 2000 and it was essentially nothing but the 90s till nine on steroids and it was a great time hmm. And I took solace in the fact, knowing that everyone that was partying there, everyone that was having a good time, was older than me. Right. I, I was I was class of 05. So these guys are... They got five years on five you. Five years on me. 38, really isn't that 39, much, maybe, maybe some 40-year-olds. Yep. Rocking and rolling. Didn't have the kids that night. So after we were done partying at the mountain at a, a uh, easy to get home and crawl into bed at 11 o'clock. Still late by our account. You had gotten home from the restaurant, I got home, and you wanted nachos and margaritas. 
So we went to Zorba's because they're open till two. Went down there, got our drinks, got our nachos, and then just like the the boring old people we are, we sat in silence and looked at each other and ate our nachos. Yep. And silently judged all the young people that were having fun. But not everyone there was young because a lot of people went to the reunion and then came out. <laughs> so it was actually a little older crowd at Zorba's than you might but always there were the younger find. Guys. Do you remember what was happening at the, I'm, I the bachelor? Oh, it party? was for sure a bachelor party. party. There was some lady dressed in all white with the whole bride get up going on. Yep. At like one thirty, and they brought a friend to the bar. They did a uh, inflatable, an inflatable friend. Yep. You can put two and two together. Mm-hmm. And so I was pretty much watching them pass this thing around. All night, wondering where it's been. A little been, people watching. Wondering <laughs> if I should go sanitize it. Oh, just because <laughs> if we're if we're talking about the 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 fear about this Delta variant that's gonna supposedly end the world in 2021, I don't mm-hmm. even want to know what was on that inflatable friend hmm. that was getting passed around. Very uh, astute observation at, at there, the bar. sir. Well, thank you. Mm. This whole pandemic has definitely changed my my thoughts on. Is that why I still germs. have to like remind you to sanitize your hands before you eat? Sometimes. Yeah, I do. A, a quick story. You're as bad as the kids. A quick story on how unsanitary I am, and you are going. Oh my god! See, you know this what is- I'm. Oh, you, so bad. It's so you, bad. You know what I'm going to say. I do. Are you sure you want to share this? I'm going to share this. It's terrible. I'm proud of this story. Why? Because it proves I am human and I care about other creatures. Too much. So we were in Vegas on Saturday. We were walking around downtown Vegas, checking out the uh, the street vendors and walked up and got uh, got a little pizza from Vegas 66 gas station before we, were, we headed back. Uh, and everyone got their own drink. Yep, to get uh, the kids to grab themselves. Everyone got their own drink, except Dodger. Well, he but, had but a he drink had, at the Wiener races. Yeah, there were, there were two swimming pools at the Wiener Dog races that mm-hmm. he could have. But it's a long walk for it a was. Wiener Dog on a hot day from the ballpark up to Virga 66, and then back to the ballpark. And Dodger was pretty parched. By the time we got back down there, because he got eliminated early for the Wiener Dog races, the pools had been emptied, and there was no water. And this poor dog is is suffering from from heat exhaustion. I mean, exhaustion. I don't think he was suffering he was as much so, as you think he, he was. He was so thirsty. I couldn't see my best friend dog in that much thirst. So I opened up Esme's water bottle, and which was still over halfway full, I'd say. Yeah. And I started pouring on the ground in hopes that he would lap up the water off the ground. Mm-hmm. But instead, he stuck his tongue inside Esme's water bottle. Or on the outside or whatever. Like, he was just lapping it. It was inside. And uh. he started drinking water out of her water bottle. He was having his way with the water bottle. He was very sure. thirsty. He was parched. That poor guy. He was so thirsty. Well, and at that point then, I would have just been like, okay, that's a wasted water bottle now. But here's the situation is, is I was kind of thirsty too. And I'm like, I'm not going to let the dog have this entire water bottle because we paid good money for this water bottle. Not worth it. And so after the dog had his tongue inside the water bottle, I took a couple swigs. It's the same as him licking me in the face. You did it to spite me, didn't you? Pretty much. And it scared the crap out of Judah because, because- <laughs> you made a huge deal about it. You're going to get sick and you're going to do this and you're going to do that. 
And then I barked like I was turning into a dog, <laughs> and Judah started crying in the back seat Aww. because he was scared that his dad was going to turn into a dog Aww. for drinking out of the same water bottle well, that his dog is stuck I his tongue in. I had to make a big deal of it because it was disgusting, and I was disappointed in you. You should have known better. You should have a lot better uh, respect for your body where you don't want to do things that are stupid and might get you sick. Like, you could get worms or something from the dog. I'm just saying, like... You need to think about these things. And I wanted our kids to know that it was serious and that they shouldn't do that just because dad did it, you know? Ladies and gentlemen, if you ever wondered, if you wanted to peel back the curtain on our marriage, (laughs) you just experienced 45 (laughs) seconds of marital bliss (laughs) in our household. Okay, maybe I'm ranting a little. Maybe I'm being a little harsh. I wouldn't say ranting. I would say overreacting. But here's the deal. Like... It, yeah. No, what, t- tell me your point. Tell me your point. My point you is. You don't have one. You're just going to sit there and make grunty noises. Because <laughs> Actually, you have, you I have, had a point. You have and then no you interrupted valid, me. You have no valid argument. I do. My and dog it's was thirsty. all about germs. I have we not learned enough about germs over the last year with COVID? Apparently not. You haven't. Apparently not. This is the Morning Carpool with Zeke and Mandy. So one of the classes I took uh, in college at radio school was a, a class called screenwriting. And in this class, we had to write a screenplay. Oh, I remember you doing that. You remember doing, me, me mm-hmm. doing that? I wish I had this screenplay so I could go and sue somebody about it. In, in one of my screenplays, one of the premises was a guy went back in time before the Rolling Stones... And wrote all the Rolling Stones music before the Rolling Stones existed. He found fame and fortune, lived happily ever after. And then, lo and behold, ten years later, someone has that exact same premise, but does it with the Beatles instead. In the movie Yesterday, right? Yeah, Yesterday. Which, by the way, we watched that once, and it wasn't very It was garbage! And I'm sure my Rolling Stones screenplay was a lot worse than that. Probably. Full of cheesy one-liners and just... Just pure garbage. A lot like these one-liners and uh, cringe-worthy quotes from from movies. Some of these you're a big fan of, like like Twilight. I mean, you liked the Twilight, yeah, but that was in 2010, and you were a younger person. I then. was, and I still, it's still a bit nostalgic, and I just, you can get really wrapped up in the relationship. But yes, I know it's corny. There's a lot of uh, terrible lines in that one. Do you remember what uh, what Edward said to Bella describing her scent in that movie? Um, something about, like... He says to her, your scent, it's like a drug to me. Oh, yeah. You're like my own personal brand, brand of, of heroin. heroin. <laughs> well, but it gets the point across, right? What about uh, in The Notebook? When Noah and Allie are together... And they share that infamous, if you're a bird, I'm a bird moment. What? I've never understood that. I'm not sure what you're talking about. If you're a bird, I'm a bird? we got to watch The Notebook together so you can cry. <laughs> what about uh, the the naivety of Fifty Shades of Grey? When Anastasia asks about what's behind this door. And the guy's like, my playroom. And she's like, what? Like your Xbox and stuff? Does she say that? She says that. I've never seen that movie. I have no idea. 
What about in Tall Girl? And Jody says, you think your life is hard? I'm a high school junior wearing size 13 Nikes. Men's size 13 Nikes. Beat that. Never seen that either. Never seen that one either? Tall Girl? Tall Girl. What is that? It's a movie about a tall girl. Come on. (laughs) This one may be a, a top three all time. For as good as Star Wars is. Oh, is it going to be, I love you. I know. That was one of the best lines of all time. What? That was improvised. That's, really? That was, you don't know this story? Oh my I goodness. I'm about to drop some knowledge on you. So drop they were, it like it's hot. They were filming that scene on Cloud City in Bespin, right before Han Solo's about to get frozen into carbonite, and they worked through a whole bunch of lines, and nothing seemed right. They couldn't get it going. I'm very passionate about this scene. Is this like me with the dog water? Yeah, no, this is worse than you and the dog water. So what they did is they could not get the right chemistry between Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford. And so what George Lucas said, he's told Harrison Ford, forget what's in the script. I want you to respond like how you think Han Solo would answer that statement. So when Carrie Fisher, Princess Leia, says, I love you, Harrison Ford says, I know. It was improvised, and it's one of the greatest improvised scenes in movie history. Eh. Because George Lucas didn't freaking write it. Ooh, burn. A lot of stuff from the uh, the prequels should like, be on like this, this list. Like this one. This is the number one easy hands down for as corny as some of these lines are between Anakin and Padme. The whole, I don't like sand. <laughs> it's coarse and rough and irritating, and it gets everywhere. <laughs> but not like you. You're everything soft and smooth. <laughs> oh, Anakin, you got it bad. Another one from Twilight. Everybody t- he tells Bella, better hold on tight, spider monkey. Oh, yeah, that's terrible. You're right. I got a Harry Potter one for you. Okay. This is, this is the last one, I promise. This is getting kind of long. We're Draco and Harry. Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. And they're about to the duel with the wands. Okay. And Draco says, scared, Potter? And he says, I don't know. I don't remember. You wish. And then they fight. Harry Potter is as cheesy as cheesy gets. I mean, they're 12-year-old boys in that movie. Of course even, they're going to be a in, little cheesy. Even in the later ones. My favorite thing to do with our kids is to remind them when they're having a bad time is I'll tell them at least you're not your mom watching the end of Deathly Hollows Part 1 when Bellatrix Lestrange throws the knife into the vortex as Dobby the house elf comes and saves them all and they land on the beach and everybody is safe and they're happy and then you hear Mr. Potter and Dobby gets stuck it's revealed he stabs through his gut and he dies and they Ugh. bury him on the beach and you ball like a baby every single time. I mean, I tear up at least. I don't ball. No. Our children get worried for your mental well-being when <laughs> they are when they are burying Dobby on that beach. I I don't cry that hard. I met a wiener dog named Dobby over the weekend. Oh really? Yeah, That's he didn't cute. he didn't have any teeth. What? Yeah. The carpool. Do you know what happens to a toad when it's struck by lightning? What? The same thing that happens to everything else. Uh, Name that movie. X-Men. Boom! That is a cheesy line. More. For sure. 
more cheesy lines that we were just I, talking you about. You know, and honestly, in that whole franchise, the character of Storm is just like a little bit off. Maybe that's why they haven't remade X-Men yet is because... Well, they don't need to re... I mean, they, they're making X-Men movies still with like the James McAvoy kind of, you know. Yeah. But... Storm isn't in those ones, are they? Oh, no. Yeah, she is. A couple oh, well, of them. as a younger yeah. person. But, I mean, I like Halle Berry, and I mean, she looked really cool as Storm, but I feel like every... Basically, every time that she was on screen and she said something, it was like, oh, who wrote that? You George know, Lucas, probably. Just, maybe, because it just wasn't... It wasn't great. It seemed like they didn't quite know how to develop her character. What do you think? Who whose dialogue do you think is worse, Storm and X Men or Anakin Skywalker in the prequels? Ooh, but they're bad in different ways. Maybe love won't save you, Padme. Only my new powers can do that. <laughs> oh, he's so angsty. I'm glad that he has a shot at redemption here, because because we love a good redemption story. We do love a good redemption. We, we know this. Hayden Christensen is in the new Obi-Wan Kenobi Disney Plus series as Darth Vader. The first time he's reprised his role. And I'm glad that people are welcoming him back with, with open arms. Because you could argue, more nerd talk here on a Monday, that... The, the, yeah, save it for Tuesday. The, the two Star Wars prequels he was in kind of ruined his career. He was an up-and-coming guy. He was in like that, that Jumper movie or something like that. And then he just kind of fell mm. off the face of the... Because his dialogue in Star Wars was so cheesy... And so corny, and didn't reflect on him as an actor. He was just doing what he was told to do, based on the script, and it kind of derailed his career. Mm. Same with Jake Lloyd, who was young, young Anakin Skywalker in Phantom Menace. He like got arrested for something, put in jail, and never heard from him ever again. Well, lots of kid actors have those kind of problems, and if you think about it, it makes sense because when you're a kid, it's it's not healthy to have a ton of adults that are constantly doting on you and treating you like an adult before you're you know mature enough to really be treated like an adult and they're giving you things and they're giving you privileges and exposing you to things and it it goes wrong a lot a lot more than it goes right it's working it's working is that your impression of jake lloyd as anakin skywalker yeah yes I might be just jealous. I would have been a much better Anakin Skywalker at age nine than Jake Lloyd But then was. you would have gone to jail, and you would have had a worth derailed it, actor worth career. It. I would have been in Star Wars. I would have been forever immortalized on the silver screen. As a cheesy little kid. Hey. Hey. But he was cute. He was cute. <laughs> he was, but now he's not so much anymore. Let's talk about something else that's cute. That was the Wiener Dog races in Vegas on Saturday. Our dog oh, ran. Yeah, there were some really cute puppies. There were 49 Wiener Dogs. Did you see the little blonde one? No. Oh, so cute. They were all blonde to me. Uh, uh they're mostly oh, brown. I don't. I don't There's know. There's a little blonde puppy wiener dog. I think it was a wiener dog. It was a puppy. If it looks like a wiener, it was in act, a wagon. If it looks like a wiener and acts like a wiener, it could run in the wiener dog races. <laughs> Forty-nine wiener dogs at the race in Vergas on Saturday, and you'll never guess which place our beloved Dodger took. We'll talk about it next on the way. This is the Morning Carpool with Zeke and Mandy. So some kind of sad news in the celebrity world. Well, that's what we love on the Morning Carpool <sighs> is cutting the the darkness with the, the light of laughter. And you're going to bring the party down. I, I'm, I'm sorry, but it's... it's No, speak your piece. This okay, is a, I will this speak is as much This is as much your radio show as it is mine. I mean, not really. I'll let you do the weathers. 
Thanks. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> so Christina Applegate, America's sweetheart, has recently been diagnosed with MS. Very sad. Uh, they're not really sure what her prognosis is, though, because it's such a hard uh, to predict disease. I mean, yeah. some people can function really well and other people deteriorate a very, lot very and rapidly. Yeah. So um, from what I am reading, we don't know uh, just how far Christina has progressed with her MS, but she's getting a lot of uh, empathy and love from Selma Blair, who also has MS, and mm-hmm. she has been, has had it since 2018. And she's actually um, having a documentary. Filmed right now, yeah. Yeah, it's called Introducing Selma Blair, and it opens in theaters October 15th. I saw a quote on that movie where she says they're basically filming the last days of my life. But she also doesn't know that it's... Right. You know, like, it, it, it from the trailer I watched, it had kind of a hopeful uptick that you know maybe well it said something about a stem cell transplant and she's fighting you know so it's i'm not up to the uh, on the latest ms technology yeah i don't know either i mean there's no cure do you remember back in like elementary school they would have like go sell stuff for multiple sclerosis research and go you, sell stuff yeah you wouldn't like sold candy bars and you could win like trips to disney and CD players and stuff. I feel. I like vaguely it, remember the contests, but yeah. I, I don't remember it I being for like, MS. I feel like it was it was for MS oh. research. Well, this maybe. is back in the in the mid nineties. Yeah, that was the first time I found out about the disease, and I, I've known people who who have it and people who live with it. Yeah, it's really sad. Um, yeah. just how your immune system goes just kind de- of deteriorates, rebel on itself, yeah. and starts attacking the nervous system. And so it's really sad to see in the trailer just how much she's suffering and, yeah. and you know, trying to walk. And, I mean, she looks 80 years old when you see her walking, and mm. she's only 49. Mm. So it's really tragic, and it's weird because I just remember seeing her, you know, as an actress in those teenage movies that she did and stuff. Yeah. And it's like, what? Like, how is this for real? So anyway, um, it's coming to the Discovery Plus streaming service October 21st also. Okay. So if you stream with them, it might be good to check it out and, and give a little support to Selma Blair. And I didn't know that Discovery had a streaming service. Everybody has a streaming service I s- now. I suppose. I know National Geographic is with Disney Plus on that platform. Yeah. I didn't know that Discovery had one. I guess. Too. Maybe we'll check it but out. She's, she's an inspiration for everyone In Carpool with Zeke and Mandy. All right, we're ready to wrap up the show today, but not before we go back and talk about something we learned because it's very important to learn new things with your spouse or significant other each and every day. What's something that you learned on the carpool this morning, um, my wife? Well, I guess you kind of schooled me in Star Wars stuff. That's not the first time. Well, no, yeah, it never will be the first or which, the last. Which Star Wars? Uh, which Star Wars oh, fact blew your mind well, the most today? I mean, uh, my, no, my Star oh, okay, Wars, my okay. vast Star well, Wars knowledge is why you married me. No, it's not. There was the Mandalorian part, uh, and then also oh, yeah, where you thought you invented the the name Mandala. Well. That's not Mandalorian. Man- They're different Mandalorian words. Mandalorian armor. Same potato, potato. Yeah, Whatever. go go tell Freddie Mercury that Vanilla Ice didn't rip off him and David <laughs> Bowie's song. Same thing. I can't tell him. Same thing. Go 
I was, I was going to say go tell David Bowie, but I forgot that he's dead too. That's what I'm saying. That's sad. Um, also then the part where Han Solo says, I know. That was an improvised that line. That was improvised. One of the greatest improvised lines of all time. It's still cheesy. You know what line wasn't improvised? What? I hate sand. He doesn't say I hate sand. He says, I don't like sand. Oh, okay. It's coarse and rough and irritating. And it gets everywhere. <laughs> I could not have I could have been both young Anakin Skywalker and Angsty killing all the Tuscan Raiders. Oh boy. Yeah, you really missed your calling on that I one. I did. If I could go back in time, I'd audition for some Star Wars movies and make those prequels good with my <laughs> subbar acting. Yeah, I mean, look at your acting creds. You played I, Tinkerbell. I was Tinkerbell in the Lamplighter performance of Peter Pan in Staples back in like 1996. I still remember all of my lines from Annie Jr. in 8th grade. Who were you in Annie Jr.? I was the guy that pushed Theodore Rose- <laughs> Franklin Roosevelt in the, in the wheelchair. <laughs> yeah, okay. And you had a line? Yeah. What was it? Yes, sir. <laughs> when I was told to go arrest the two people. And I bet you said it with such conviction. Yes, sir. <laughs> I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating and it gets everywhere. <laughs> Nikki J's jumping in the studio next. She's brought to you by your friends at Weber Family Motors next to Menards Highway 10 Detroit Lakes Drive. Home, we're back on the carpool tomorrow with nothing but the 90s here on Wave 104. Have a great rest of your Monday, everybody.